listening to Let's Stay Together Anime Break, the sub-series of Let's Stay Together, where we talk about the 2018 Anime Fruits Basket. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. And today, we're discussing Season 2, Episode 12, which was called You Cried For Me. <laughs> or You Cried For Me. No, wait. It would have been Hattori, right? So yeah, it's like, like, You Cried, you cried for, for Me. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it makes a difference. I also just checked the uh, Funimation dub, and they're up to episode 7 now. So if you haven't Mm. been watching them, you can go back and watch them. Although if you haven't been watching them, you're probably watching Crunchyroll, and that's why you're here, I imagine. (laughs) They also announced Kimi's voice actor, so that's exciting. Voice actress. Also, Funimation is having a a virtual conference on July 3rd and 4th, and there's a Fruits Basket panel sometime during one of those days. So if you're interested in that, there's that happening. I know not much is going on in people's lives right now, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you at want least. Something new. Yeah, you want something new to stare at on a screen. Yeah. I need more things to stare at on a screen. It's mm-hmm. exactly what I need. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's those are things that are happening. Funimation-related things. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> anyway, shall we talk about um, episode 12? We shall. All right, good. This covered... Um, chapters 56 and 57 of the manga it was in the manga it was like halfway through the beach sometime in the middle of the beach arc and so now they brought it back after the beach arc so mm-hmm. yeah that's why so far back i think the last episode we were in something in, in the like 60s and this was covered in our podcast episode 29 which was called it can't be true that you can't be happy so see that's the right voice <laughs> for that line right i guess yeah <laughs> it probably needs to be more screamy but that's okay i'll scream later <laughs> <laughs> is that a threat? <laughs> oh, it's not a threat. It's a promise. <laughs> the episode opens at Shiraki Books, and the kid's teacher, Mayuko, tells her mom that she can watch the shop while her father is sick. She slams the phone down after the call and accidentally knocks over a book containing photos. She picks them up and inspects one that's of her, Kana, and Hattori, and thinks, if there is a way to restore their happiness, I would have tried to find out how. Shigure Soma enters the store and Mayuko grimaces. They tease each other. Mayuko says, how's it that the guy I sadly broke up with is a regular here? And Shigure says, it's romantic how they keep meeting. And she says, there's nothing romantic about them. She reminds him that the book that he ordered won't come until tomorrow. And then she internally laments how she keeps running into him and that all the Soma kids go to her school, even though it's been over two years since that day. And we see a memory of being introduced by Kana to Hattori Soma. She could tell that they were dating even though they didn't mention it. But like an idiot, she started to fall for him. Kana tells Hattori about the bookstore, and while visiting for the first time, he calls her Mayu, and she teases him about being so familiar. He apologizes. He probably picked it up from Kana. She talks about Mayuko often. She trusts her. Mayuko says that it's because they're best friends. Whenever I'm with Kana, I feel like I can be kind, too, Mayuko says, and Hattori is like, I know what you mean. Mayuko asks about Hattori's best friends, Shigure and Ayame, and he's like, are they my best friends? <laughs> She's like, don't ask me. <laughs> Hattori chuckles, and Mayuko says that she loved that quiet chuckle. She loved everything about him. She met Shigure and Ayame and learned more about Hattori, and one day, Shigure visits her while she's tending to the yard. They talk about how Kana and Hattori are dating, and she wonders why they won't say anything about it. Shigure says it's sometimes better not to know. Maybe Kana thinks that it's more harmonious to keep it low-key for Maiko's secret love. Maiko asks how Shigure knew about her feelings, and he says that he's perceptive about that kind of thing. You should just steal him, he suggests. Shigure suggests that they go out instead. Maiko seems lonely, and he's bored. Maiko remembers Hattori and Kana's speechless faces when she told them that she was dating Shigure. They were together, but they never embraced or kissed. In her memory, she sits reading with Shigure inside. She looks outside and sees Hattori passing by. Kana catches up to him and grabs his sleeve, and Tori looks back at her lovingly, and they smile. Mayuko grabs Shigure's sleeve in the same way. Without looking at her, he asks, What? Nothing, she says. 
Later while shopping, Kana asks how things are going with Shigure. She's worried about the two of them. Maiko says that she shouldn't worry about her. You're the one who I want to find happiness, she thinks. Sometime later, snow falls. Maiko visits Kana at the main estate. She sits alone in a darkened room, the light and happiness drained from her face. I'm sorry to be such a mess when it's been so long, Kana says slowly. Maiko tells her not to worry, but it has been a long time. Shigure helped her sneak in to visit. Kana asks if Maiko's seen Hattori. Hattori injured his eye, Kana says, eyes wide and slowly becoming hysterical. It was all my fault. What should I do? She calls over to Maiko. It can't be undone, and it was all my fault. Even though I was right next to him, he was hurt so badly. Maiko holds her, shocked and upset, and Kana raises her arms, flailing, grasping at something unseen. I couldn't protect him. I couldn't. Maiko leaves. Shigure stands nearby, arms crossed. See, I told you it'd be better not to see her, he says, and then asks if she wants to see Hattori, too. Maiko passes him silently and leaves. Maiko narrates, I didn't care why or how, but their happiness was broken and done. In the spring, Maiko visits Kana again. They sit outside together. She's smiling again and speaking with more vigor. Kana says that she's fine now. Of course, Hattori-san told me to spend some time recuperating for a while, she says, and Maiko frowns at the formality and says, you really did forget, under her breath. Shigeri told her about the memory suppression. She wonders how Hattori felt erasing Kana's memories. Kana asks about Maiko and Shigure. They broke up. And Kana is, to be honest, a little relieved. Someone more like Hattori-san would be better for Maiko, she says. Maiko says someone like Kana would be better for him, but Kana denies it. Maiko remembers them together and thinks, I wanted you to be happy, and she starts to cry. People don't fall in love with others to be sad or lonely, Maiko narrates as we transition to the present, and at the store, Shigure tells her that Hattori has moved on and has a new girlfriend. Don't you think you're an idiot, he says. Kana and Hattori have found their happiness. It all ended with Hattori before you could do anything about your feelings. Doesn't that make you feel lonely? I'll go out again with you if you like. No thanks. No way. Allow me to refrain, Maiko says. <laughs> After more banter, Shigure leaves. She looks back at the photos of her, Kana, and Hattori and wonders if it's time for her to find her own happiness. Another customer enters, but before Maiko can finish greeting him, she realizes it's Hattori. He says it's been a long time, more than two years, and the shop hasn't changed. And neither have you, he thinks, remembering visiting for the first time. Maiko says that just looking at him in the suit he's wearing makes her hot, and he's like, I'm sorry. Then she subtly tucks the photo that she was looking at away and says that he surprised her. Shigeru was just there and they were chatting. Hattori says that he came to pick up the book Shigeru ordered for him, that he conveniently never mentioned was for Hattori, which Maiko realizes obviously he orchestrated on purpose so that they would meet. Hattori says that he'll come tomorrow and apologizes for visiting so suddenly. Maiko turns to the phone to call Shigure, but stops herself, thinking that one of the kids might answer because it's summer break. She thinks about Hattori. He didn't seem happy like he used to. At the main house, Hattori returns, and a maid greets him and sasses him. Akito's been calling for him. Akito's in low spirits, and if Hattori really cared about Akito, he would constantly be by his side, the maid says. In the garden, while they're walking to see Akito, they pass a child who sobs loudly. I wonder what's wrong, the maid says, crying so loudly. How embarrassing. The next day... The book has arrived, and Maiko's mom gives it to her and sasses her about settling down. Unfortunately, Hattori's arrival gives Maiko an excuse to peace out of the store. She pushes him outside. Outside on the bridge, they exchange the book and cash, and kids play in the water nearby. She comments on how Hattori's not wearing a suit today, and he says he didn't want her to feel hot again. She laughs at his earnestness. I'm just easily influenced, he says, a little sadly, and she asks if she hurt his feelings, and he says no. She asks what's wrong. Hattori doesn't seem well. Not like back then. I don't know what you're trying to tell me, but happiness isn't for me, he says. Maiko says she doesn't understand. What continues to nod his heart, she thinks. No way, she says. Look how blue the sky is and how brilliant the water is. Everyone's smiling, so it can't be it can't be true that you can't be happy. If that's true, then I don't believe in anything anymore. Hattori says that she isn't making sense. She's like, it's fine. Help him, she thinks. Please release this man. Maiko sobs. The kids playing nearby and people passing wonder about what's wrong. 
Dory chastises her. He remembers the kid crying at the estate. Maybe we have a misunderstanding, he says. I just wanted to get out for a little while. I wanted a reason to run away, he thinks. He says crying might make him feel better, and he holds up a handkerchief to her face. You cried for me so loudly. Thank you, he says. She says she's glad to be of service, but get your girlfriend to cry for you next time, she says. I don't have a girlfriend, he says, and Maiko's like, but Shigure said, eh? And it turns out that the woman that Shigure mentioned is Hiro's mom, not Hattori's girlfriend. Give them back. Give back my tears, Maiko demands. And Hattori is like, you're not making sense again. Yeah, so she'd like to go get something to eat. It's such a fine day after all. And they smile. Later on the phone, Shigure says, oh, no need to thank me. Anyway, it's up to you now. I don't know how long it'll take for Hassan, but you held on to your feelings all this time. So even if it takes five or ten years, and then Maiko's like, don't call me anymore, and hangs up. Five or ten years was an exaggeration, she narrates. But the time when I would cut my hair short and he would start calling me Mayu again, and the two of us would go out on a clear day, was still a little ways ahead. And we cut to the credits. Yay. Yay. <laughs> it's finally here! Every every episode for the past, like, five <laughs> <It> episodes. <happened. laughs> in the spoilers, I complained about how they hadn't had this episode yet. Because, like I said, it was kind of, like, in the middle of the beach arc. Which, I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense to remove it from the beach stuff, which is totally fine. But I was like, when are they going to have it? When is this going to happen? Yeah. I really like Maiko as a um, character, and she wasn't featured. I, I I don't even know if she was in. No, she was briefly in the anime, the first anime, but not at all. Not like this, where she was included as kind of like a main character. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I think we decided she wasn't even in the first anime. Like I, I feel like she was Like they there, replaced but... her with like just kind of a generic teacher that you never see. Yeah, I remember what the dude... You see the teacher, like, once or twice, but basically the teacher's mm-hmm. absent. There's there's very little teacher yeah. interaction. They're just kind of like, if you see a teacher, she's kind of <coughs> like a body in the distance with her face. <laughs> like. It's just like someone, yeah. It's a some... Yeah. Uh, basically like yeah, the entity equivalent of a... entity. <laughs> yeah, basically teacher-shaped entity. But not like the just the voice, like, from Charlie Brown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I like Mayuko, and I'm happy that we got our Tori slash Mayuko episode. It happened. He'll get his happiness. In five or ten years. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Of how at the end, Shigure is like, yeah, you held on to your feelings all this time, so no worries. And she's like, fuck off. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, She's like, never call me again. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty much like directly. I checked back at the manga, and it was like pretty much directly what happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, except for, like, minor things, like, I mean, I think there's, like, kids playing nearby, but they're not just, like, splashing around in the river, which was a little bit weird to me, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, like, added in, like, the little, like, phone call with her mom at the beginning, rather than just kind of summarizing it, so. Yeah, I forget how, exactly how it opened, I didn't bring it with me, so. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, yeah, I checked it when we were reading there, I was oh, like, okay. I don't think they had the full scene there, so. No. It's a good opening, though, because then it's fine. It's good enough to bring us up to speed yeah. without uh, needing her mom to be there and complain. I like how her mom is there mm-hmm. in the second part, though, where she's telling Mariko yeah. that she should settle down. She's like, Kana's married. What about you? It's so real life. I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I liked the, um, like the animation to show her like abrupt change from fake crying to yes. greeting the customer. <laughs> like, like it did that in the manga, but the animation just made it funny. It's really funny. Also, like, there's, like, a sparkly animation when she sees Hattori, too. Like, when they leave, mm-hmm. and she's in the background, and it's, like, a shiny sparkle- shoujo sparkly animation. It's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh, is that your new boyfriend? And she's like, no, get out! <laughs> like, pushes Hattori out. I also like how, on the bridge, 
Maiko gives him the book and then he just hands her cash. She's like not even looking at him. It's really funny. Yeah. I don't, there's something about that little exchange that was really cute. He's just like, what the hell is that? And she's like, women have their women have their challenges or whatever she says. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, a book drug deal. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It's like folded up cash too. That's also what's funny about yeah. it <laughs> to me. In broad daylight, even. Yeah. <laughs> In front of children. <laughs> I thought one thing that was kind of interesting, which I didn't really notice the first time we were reading this, but maybe it's just kind of like because of other stuff that we've read or just seeing it animated just like emphasized it more, which was just the again we have this like the family there's an ongoing metaphor in fruits basket about not a metaphor i don't know representing like the inside of the soma estate and the outside and there was a couple of things that like Mm -hmm. i felt like really emphasized that so when they're walking when a tori's walking with the maid he like goes into the kind of like the darkened like part when he's Mm -hmm. on his way to see akito which we saw before with kureno in the anime and the other thing that's kind of interesting to me is like I don't know. Here it's, like, used a little bit differently, but I felt like it was another emphasizing, like, things being different on the inside and outside, where, like, Mayuko is with Shigure inside, and she, like, looks outside and sees Hattori passing by, and, like, it's used to contrast their relationship, almost. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And also when... Oh, the one that I was thinking of, which I didn't put in my notes, which is why it took me a second to think of it, is that when Mayuko goes to see Kana after Hattori's eye, after his eye's injured, the room is, like, super dark. Like, it's meant to be... It's just shown to be, like, sad and whatever, but... Like, I mean, outside it's snowing, so it's a bit lighter and stuff, but in her room, she's, like, clearly in darkness and alone inside, kind of, inside the estate. Maiko says that mm-hmm. she helped her sneak in, so she's obviously inside the main house, like, inside the main estate. So, I don't know. It's just interesting how they kind of use this, like, metaphor of getting involved with the family, is getting involved with something, like, darker and kind of sinister, it seems like. It's something that we've seen before, mm-hmm. over and over again, but... I just didn't think about it when we read these chapters. Like, it didn't really... It's not something I think we would have commented on as, like, something that was represented in this chapter. And it, the anime... I felt like it added to that those that theme, I guess, a bit. I don't know how to describe mm-hmm. it, if it's just a visual thing or, like, an actual story theme. But, I mean, it kind of is, I think. So. Yeah. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Who knows? Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I noticed the, like, the darkened room thing again. So, yeah. I think the actual, like, the settings and stuff are not different from the manga, but, like, the way it's animated makes it stand out more, whereas it didn't very much in the manga, I guess. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. It was dark. Did it, I felt like the whole scene with Kana was, like, holding my breath because I knew that she was going to be freaking out. <laughs> it was uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the thing normal people do when they watch uncomfortable yeah, stuff? <laughs> it was tense. <laughs> yeah, her face is way scary. <laughs> oh, it's real scary. It's scarier than, like, Aikido. It was scarier than the manga, yeah. for sure. She was intensely grief-stricken about this, the thing that happened to Atori, yeah. and like traumatized, I guess, from what Akito did, which we saw before in the first season. That was the like Akito in the room with the mirrors scene, mm-hmm. which was freaky in and of itself. So yeah, I don't know if this is like, I feel like it's different. I think they added more of like Kana saying it's all my fault. Hmm. I don't know more. I don't think she said it, like, as repetitively in the manga, which yeah. I thought was kind of a nice callback to, like, Akito repeatedly shouting, like, it's all your fault. It's all your fault. Well, yeah, it kind of shows, like, she really, like, internalized that blame. Mm-hmm. It looks like, because in that scene before, like, at the end, it also looks like Kana's really, like, taking in, taking what Akito's saying to heart, too. Like, she isn't mm-hmm. able to help Hattori, not that I would expect her to or anything like that, but, like, 
she she's a victim as well. Like Hattori is the one who gets physically attacked, but Akito is able to like really manipulate her as well. And you see it a little bit at the end of that episode, but I think this makes it shows how intense that was for Kana, I guess. Yeah. How how dark and also how powerful I guess Akito is. Even people who aren't like we've talked a lot about how Akito seems to have this like power over the the Junishi, but it's almost like because of the relationship Kana has with Hattori or the kind of person that she is or something, Akito also has this like power over her too that we see in this. Yeah. Which is interesting. It doesn't seem to happen much in the story. Mm-hmm. Also never thought about it that way. I think we don't see like Akito like being directly like, you know, at peak Akito with uh, outsiders that often. Yeah. Well, I guess like the I mean, like... the strength of the proposition was enough to make Akito be really angry about it, I guess. Yeah. Like we talk about like like Cosmo's the one who says that like the way his like words affect the Zodiac compared to anyone else is like much stronger and like mm-hmm. he doesn't see him as like anything more than like a you know, like a child throwing a tantrum. But like we never see like what their interactions are like and it seems unlikely that Akito would be like, you know, screaming that kind of abuse at Cosma. Yeah, I was gonna say, well Cosma could also fuck Akito <laughs> up probably. I mean he's yeah. like a <laughs> fourth or fifth on <laughs> karate <laughs> master or something insane, I forget. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe that's why he thinks of Akito that way. But and probably Akito doesn't Yeah. I'm sure Akito doesn't do I don't know. Like, who knows if Akito and, and Cosmo had a conversation like this one? We never see it in the series, mm-hmm. so yeah. who knows what their interaction is like. But yeah, it is interesting to see Akito have that kind of effect on someone outside of the family, but someone who was very involved. Yeah. So. Because, mm-hmm. like, we do see that, like, you know, like, Akito is, uh, you know, pretty terrifying to Toru also, even though she doesn't have that, like, the effect of the bond. So, like, when Akito's mm-hmm. being super Akito. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when Akito's being super Akito, yes. Yeah. Toru's definitely afraid of Akito, but, like, not the way that, like, Kana is in this scene, I mm-hmm. guess. But also, nobody's been... Akito hasn't, like, you know, seriously maimed anyone on, because of her, so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess that's, uh... I guess mm-hmm. that would be different. Yeah, Akito's, like, more, like... Kind of, like, warning and threatening toward Toru... Rather mm-hmm. than like the kind of like manipulating the guilt, like yeah. he is toward uh, Kana. Kana, which, yeah, that's true. Yeah, which I mean, like, I think anyone in that situation would feel guilty anyway, and then yes. like you know, Akito's you know, layering it on there. So. Yeah, for sure. All reasonable, but yeah, she does mm-hmm. look her. I feel like her, her, her like trauma is emphasized more by the way that they draw her like facial reactions and mm-hmm. her and added to her dialogue or whatever than in the manga yeah. so it's like uh yeah yeah it's very like uh i think uh i think it was in the first like hadori chapters with kana that had the phrase that like i could tell she was broken or something mm-hmm. so like like i think you can see like it really is like you know like something inside her has broken yeah for sure. I feel like the way that her, mm-hmm. like, voice actress also acted that scene is good. Not the screaming part, specifically, but, like, when mm-hmm. Maiko comes in, like, her voice is, like, completely different. It's just, like, drained, completely drained of, like, mm-hmm. any energy. And then when Maiko comes back, like, because mm-hmm. you see the scene and then it transitions immediately to the second time that Maiko visits, and she's all, like, bubbly again, and you're just like, oh, and that's when Maiko brings up the memory suppression. And you're like, oh, oh. 
Mm-hmm. He was really fucked up. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, it was. I thought it was a uh, well portrayed. Mm-hmm. That scene. Yeah. Yeah, I particularly like the um, in the acting, like the shift in her voice, like as she mm-hmm. started to say, like, "Have you seen Hattori?" Like. Yeah. But yeah, it seems like a nor- about to be a normal conversation, and then it's just like, it's all my fault, and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. And Mayuko's, I don't know, I don't remember exactly how Mayuko looked in that scene, too, I forget, but they showed this, like, there's a prolonged, like, shot where you see Mayuko's face, and she just looks, like, completely shocked as well. It was just like, what about, mm-hmm. what do I do, you know? <laughs> Which also, I feel like, is a very real yeah. reaction when you're in that kind of situation, where it's, like, your friend or someone that you care about who's just like clearly like super upset and like you know grieving uh i just wanted to say that the old maid is back i wrote yeah the old maid returns which sounds like a mm-hmm. knockoff like studio ghibli movie that never got released yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah she was being sassy wasn't she really sassy to yuki before and then like she's been back a couple mm-hmm. of times yeah she's mostly just like scolding people for leaving Akito. pretty much it seems like that's her um <laughs> kind of her deal she's Akito's keeper <laughs> yeah do you have any other things that you want to talk about that aren't spoilery this is another episode without a opening again wasn't it oh yeah I noticed that <laughs> where's our it's episode 12 maybe there'll lately. be a new theme song next time maybe there's just so much content in Furuba there can't there's no time <laughs> for an opening theme song yeah <laughs> yeah this was the last the last episode also had that, the one with Kagura and Kyo. Mm-hmm. This one had it yeah. too. Yeah, and then that Yugi episode a little while back had no ending credits. Right. Oh, the one, the so. shooting star one. Yeah. The beach. When the Earth was being invaded. <laughs> yes. The alien abduction scene that wasn't in the manga. I mean. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. I don't know. I guess, so this is episode 12, so I hope next time there'll be a new opening theme. That'll be fun. Yeah. But they do what they did the last season, where they had two, so. And ending, I guess. It'd be a good time to do it, kind of a transition back into the school school year stuff. Since uh, the opening was very beach-heavy. <laughs> <laughs> beach! That's true. The opening the opening scene, had a, the animation had a bunch of beach stuff, so. Yeah. Uh, so we'll talk about spoilers in a second. Thank you all for listening. Next time we'll talk about episode 13, which is called Sure Thing! In that tone <laughs> of voice. <laughs> Yes. So it'll, be, it'll be a good time. Are you excited? I know you are, because I know that you know what's coming. I'm way excited. <laughs> I'm excited, too. <laughs> we'll talk about it in a second. All right, thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, we're back to talk about spoilers. Guess what's <laughs> happening next time? <laughs> Student council. council. Yay. <laughs> so Kimi and Naoho are going to be in this gonna one? Get, they weren't were yeah, they so introduced? Yeah, get all those. No, yeah, they this weren't. Is where they're going to be introduced. Yes. Yeah, it was just... Uh, it was just Kakiru and, and Machi. And Machi. Right. And now we get the whole gang. Everybody's coming. <laughs> and the quote is from after Yuki's speech, his depressing speech. Yeah. <laughs> This one I knew up front. I did see the promos already, but... Mm-hmm. Oh, you yeah, told me about it yesterday. One. That's right. <laughs> but yeah. I knew that one. And I no longer, obviously, need to speculate about it when the Hattori Mayako episode's going to yes. happen. So. <laughs> I mean, we could still speculate about it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe they'll just add some Hattori Mayako yeah, content. Like maybe they'll just do it. the episode again. <laughs> <laughs> Except with Kimi. I mean... Yeah. Kimi Basket, another Kimi. Kimi Satori, another Kimi. I mean... <laughs> 
I'm excited <laughs> to see Kimmy and Nell. I feel like their shenanigans will translate well to animation. I think so. Especially <laughs> now. Whenever whenever it's all of the student council, it's just, like, one, like, massive thing of dialogue, so I'm sure it'll be funny. Yeah. And, like, yeah, mm-hmm. Kimmy, Kimmy's, like, always, I don't know, they're always, like, it, Kimmy and Kakuri always have, like, good banter and stuff like that, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then I guess the only thing, I, I did, there is technically a spoiler, which is just, like, I guess Hattori and Mayako are still together at the end of the story. Like, there's another scene with them at the end, which I guess is spoilered. Yeah. Spo- spoilered. Spoiled by this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also excited for parent-teacher conferences, which will be coming up soon, which involves Mayuko. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason why I'm bringing it up. Yeah. Probably not mm-hmm. next time, because next time will just be, like, the student council stuff, but... Yeah. It'll be Yuki and Kake rebonding, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully we'll we'll march toward uh, parent-teacher conferences soon, which will mm-hmm. be great. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah, I saw, um, like, preview images of, like, sad Yuki outside, so I assume it's going to be that, like little confrontation they have. <laughs> I guess I can um, look at my notes. <laughs> yeah, I do think that's another good reason for um, having this episode after the beach art, because then you get, you know, you're more readily primed for all the uh, parent-teacher conference stuff with the oh, with true. the Mayuko and Shigure and Hattori stuff all mixed <laughs> in together. Right! Yeah, you have to have this, because it won't yeah. make sense. The best part about the Parent Teacher Conference yeah. won't make any sense. <laughs> the ice crystals. Uh, I don't know, just the student yeah. council stuff. It's one chapter, according to my notes. The chapter that's after. It's like. So, sorry, it says school starts again, which was probably one chapter. Torashi Shaw to break the curse, mm-hmm. Kyo and Kagura already saw that part. And then. Oh! We did two student council chapters as one-offs. I bet maybe they'll just combine them. I think we talked about that. Mm-hmm. We speculated about this before. I definitely don't know yeah. what's in both of them because my note is very vague, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I guess we'll find out. And maybe they'll combine them. I think it is that the the outside part happened later. Isn't that when he gets stuck in the room? No, that's, yeah, that's much later, but, but like the part where like the, the it's know. the part, the <laughs> confrontation they have confused. where- confused. <laughs> He's like, I was yelling at myself, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let me see. It's episode 38, according to this. Let's find the notes. <laughs> I can do what I want. It's my podcast. Episode notes. It goes, you're listening to Let's Say Together, a podcast of Free Spadget by Natsuki Takaya. Um, okay, it says blah, blah, blah. Oh, this is when Kakiru changed this name, the sign on the student defense, the to campus defense force, which is hilarious. Um... <laughs> oh, this is when they steal the whiteboard and they argue about all their colors. That's what's in 73. So he probably meets them and then maybe they'll do that. So they argue about all their colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I am that kind of person. But just now I was lecturing myself. So sorry. That's from the same... Oh, it says... <laughs> My note says Kakiru kicks the tray of pants out from under <laughs> Yuki's arm like an asshole. It was plants. He was carrying plants. And I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> So, <laughs> Thanks, Past Ellen. He was helping the Taylor's Club move their pants. <laughs> the Taylor's Club seems like a club that would be in Oran, yeah. not in Veruba. <laughs> where it's like the fancy like Italian suit tailoring club yeah. <laughs> or something. <laughs> Yuki should have been in the gardening club. His life would have been so much easier. Yeah. He could have just tended to his plants and never talked to anyone. Mm-hmm. Instead, he decided to stretch himself and be in the student council. <laughs> never do anything to improve yourself in any way. I feel like I've yes. said this before, and I'll say it again. 
<laughs> it's yeah it's when kakiru is like how do i like see things the same way as you so that i don't hurt people and whatever it's when kakiru proclaims mm-hmm. yuki as his emotional senpai yeah <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah because there's like a picture of them like sitting looking you know emotional with, yeah together like in the sunset or whatever so <laughs> <laughs> yes they weren't clutching hands like in Toru's like memory yeah. <laughs> or like Toru's imagination of Yuki and Kyo. <laughs> so glad I've come to understand you better. <laughs> That's how I imagine Kakeru and Yuki. So yes, yeah. Maybe they'll just combine those two together. They were separated by other mm-hmm. things, but that would make the most sense. And that's what it seems like from the promo images. So yeah, that'd be a good time. Mm-hmm. Then the only other content before parent teacher visits that isn't from after that in the manga is. Uh, Rin and Har- some Rin and Haru stuff and Tori's, gran- Tori's grandpa being sick which probably has to come before the parent teacher conference mm-hmm. because that's why Chigari had Chigari to go goes, except for grandpa yeah. so yeah <laughs> 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 then Tori sneaks into the main house da, da, da. anyway <laughs> and then the class trip people leaves and then other stuff mm-hmm. yeah there's yeah. a bunch of and weird stuff that comes after that so yeah, and we had them talking about the class trip in the anime recently, so we know they're going to be doing that. Yeah. They'd better. <laughs> like, how are they going to get their coronavirus? Yeah. Luigi's never going to get to eat Dear Senbei with Toru. <laughs> <laughs> Can eat it with Toru six feet apart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to eat Dear Senbei six feet apart. <laughs> the deer won't stay six feet apart. Yeah. Tell those deer to socially distance. Can deer get yeah. coronavirus? Well, there you go. It's hard to get too close to someone when you've got a mob of deer surrounding Surrounded you. by deer. This <laughs> <laughs> is my personal deer deer bubble. <laughs> yeah. It's my new social distancing method. A mask and a small herd of deer. deer. <laughs> You're like, sick them in the deer. Like, steal everything from someone's pockets. It's good. Yeah. Nibble on their fingers. I'm the deer lord. <laughs> I'm the deer guardian master of the deer. <laughs> Anyway, okay, goodbye. Next time, 13, we'll see you. (laughs) Bye. Bye.